Good morning. Welcome to worship. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Our Holy Gospel is from the first chapter of Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. They went to Capernaum, and when the Sabbath came, Jesus went into the synagogue and began to teach. The people were amazed at his teaching because he taught them as one who had authority not as the teachers of the law. And just then, a man in their synagogue who was possessed by an evil spirit cried out, What do you want with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus sternly said to him, Be quiet and come out of him. And the evil spirit shook the man violently and came out of him with a shriek. The people were all so amazed that they asked each other, What is this, a new teaching? And with what with, with authority? He even gives orders to evil spirits, and they, or, they obey him. News about him spread quickly over the whole region of Galilee. The Gospel of our Lord. I'm going to ask the ushers, after we pray the Holy Spirit prayer, I'm going to ask the ushers to distribute our next version of our faith application. Let us pray. Come, Holy Spirit, and fill the hearts of your faithful, and kindle in us the fire of your love. Send forth your Spirit, and we shall be created, and you shall renew the face of the earth. O God, who by the light of the Holy Spirit instructs the hearts of the faithful, grant that by the same Holy Spirit we may be truly wise and ever rejoice in his consolations. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. So I'm going to ask you the same question that I asked you last week. How was your journey this week as you had opportunity to work with this faith application tool that I'm providing for you? And this past week, you had the opportunity to live through and apply the words of the Beatitudes. I had a conversation with a gentleman last night at the 8 o'clock service who told me, he thanked me for this very simple tool that we're giving to you. He told me that one of the things that made possible for him this past week to actually memorize these verses that I gave to him for this past week. So I don't know if that was a similar experience for some of you, that perhaps maybe you're actually using this as a way of actually going through and actually attempting to memorize Scripture again, but that was one of the ways in which he found that to be very helpful and I think in a certain sense, I'm hoping, and my hope and my prayer is, is that as you have opportunity to apply these scriptures, that they will be, in a way, they will be Jesus speaking to you and to me directly. It is the Word of God. It is the living Word of God. And so, therefore, it is God's Word. It is God speaking to us. And I wonder, I, you know, along with this whole this whole theme of what we're talking about today, about these people who were listening to Jesus, they were astounded, they were amazed at what authority and the way in which Jesus spoke to them. And so one of the things that I'm wondering, and this is something for you to think about as you have opportunity, again, to apply these words of Jesus to your faith walk, is have any of you been astounded in any way? by these words from Jesus. I don't expect you to answer that now, but I want you to give that some thought. How, how does Jesus, or when was the last time 
that you actually were somehow astounded or amazed by these words of Jesus. The other thing I want you to continually always be thinking about is, do these words that Jesus speaks to you, do they cause you to sense grace? One of the things that I was reminded of this week, especially because of the memorial service that we had for Reverend Les Nimi, is that the requested passage for that memorial was the first 16 verses of chapter 1 of the Gospel of John, where we were again reminded that from Jesus and from his fullness, we have all received grace upon grace. And so that's one of the reasons why I'm asking you, as you have opportunity to, to apply these words to your life, cause yourself to ask yourself, do you sense grace in these words from Jesus? You know, I do wonder, I do wonder as I was thinking about this and reading about this passage this week, I kept wondering that what was it that Jesus was teaching in the synagogue that astounded or amazed these people who were listening. We don't really know. It doesn't say to us what he was teaching or what he was preaching about. All we know is, is that whatever it was that was coming out of Jesus' mouth, it was astounding and it was amaz- they were amazed by it. Maybe it was a combination of not only what he was saying, but maybe it was how he was saying it. I mean, think about that for a minute. Various people have a more effective way of speaking than others. Some people literally put you to sleep. Okay, I'm guilty. I know. I've actually seen some of you nodding off out there in the past. Yeah, I know. I, I, I can't hold your attention for that long. But something, something happened that caused these people to be amazed. I had a college professor in, who taught history of civilization. That was the one that kept, kept me nodding off, that's for sure. I think I got a D in that class. The question I have is, what caused the people who were listening to Jesus to somehow sense or get the impression that Jesus spoke with greater authority than the teachers of the law? And I found something this week in an article that really made a lot of sense regarding that question about Jesus' authority as opposed to the authority of the teachers of the law. And it comes out of a publication called Hermeneutics. Hermeneutics is one of those theological seminarian words that basically means biblical interpretation. It's just a fancy word for saying biblical interpretation. So if anytime anybody ever uses the word hermeneutics, you know they're just talking about interpretation of the Bible. And this is partly what the article says. It says that the most significant difference between the scribes and Jesus is that very authority. It was the authority of Jesus that amazed the crowd. And that authority, this article says, sprang from Jesus' relationship with God. And boy, does that make a whole lot of sense to me after I read that. And so I want to take a moment, and I want us to just take a few moments here to explore some scripture about this relationship that Jesus has with God. And there's all kinds of passages throughout the Gospels that talk about this relationship that Jesus has with God. And I'd like to share a few of those with you today that confirm this authority upon which Jesus taught and spoke. 
One of them is from the, the fourth chapter of Luke, verse 17 and following. And this is a very familiar passage. You'll all be, you'll, you'll all like, oh yeah, I know that passage. Jesus is in the temple, and he says, The scroll of prophet Isaiah was handed to him. Unrolling it, he found the place where it is written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me and he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. That implies that there is a relationship, that there is a very close relationship. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, and he has sent me to release the oppressed and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And then he rolled the scroll back up, gave it to the attendant, and sat down. And the eyes of everyone were upon him. And he began by saying to them, Today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. That implies that Jesus and God are in one accord. What does this say about Jesus' relationship? It says that God foretold through the prophet Isaiah and Jesus came to fulfill what had been foretold. And not only did he come to fulfill what has been foretold, but he was going to actually live it. There are several other passages in the Gospel of John that speak of Jesus' relationship with God. Another one is John 4, verses 32 and 34. The context is kind of strange here, but I think you'll get it when I read it to you. He says, I have food to eat that you know nothing about. He says, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Again, we're talking about a relationship here. What I hear in that passage is that Jesus is saying that the source of my work, that the source of my authority, the food that feeds me, the food that gives me authority is this relationship that I have with God alone and that I have come to do the will of him who sent me. My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish that work. John 6 38 through 40. For I have come down from heaven not to do my will, but the will of him who sent me. Again, relationship. God and Jesus are in harmony together. And this is the will of him who sent me, that everything that he has given me, I will lose nothing, but will raise up on the last day, for this is the will of my Father, that everyone who sees the Son and believes in him will have eternal life, and I myself will raise him up on the last day. Jesus has the authority to do the will of God, who sent him into the world. One more. One more. And further we hear from John 7 verse 16. Jesus answered, My teaching is not my own. It comes from him who sent me. Jesus and God have this one relationship, and it is solely by God's authority that Jesus is doing what he's doing. Through all of these passages, it confirms that Jesus taught as God's spokesperson, whereas the scribes The scribes taught from their own reflections our understanding of the law and its authority. This hermeneutic article further clarifies and says, 
The law cannot give life. The law only reveals what is sinful. The law cannot justify, it can only condemn. All the scribes had to go on was the law. They were seriously devoid of that personal relationship which Jesus had with the covenant God of Israel. They had no words of life, they had no words of grace, and they had no words of justification. And that's what significantly distinguishes what the, the message was that the scribes were teaching and the message that Jesus was teaching. Because the article goes on and says that Jesus' words, and this is what astounded the people, and this is what caused them to be so amazed, because Jesus' words give life and hope. They were an encouragement to those who heard them. Jesus' words were an encouragement to those who heard, heard them because Jesus spoke with authority outside of the law. He spoke with an authority that came from a place that the scribes had never been. And that is what's so astounding to the people. When it's all said and done, what's really the point of this is that what really astounded the people is that Jesus was speaking on his own authority. He was speaking on God's authority, his authority alone. One of the things I was reminded of this week in a real sense, as I have had this opportunity over all of these years, now I know there's, there's several of you in here that are even older than I, but you know, I've, I've been on this faith sojourn for a long time. And some of you here have been on that faith sojourn for a whole lot longer than myself. But I have had this privilege throughout my entire life to sojourn with Jesus. And even after all of these years, and one of the fundamental, one of the fundamental theological principles and that I live on every single day of my life is that I live on this theological principle and this understanding that my entire life, my entire being, I am enveloped and I, in, I am encompassed by God's grace. And you know what? So are you. Every moment, every second of your life, you are enveloped and you are encompassed by the grace of God. It is almost as if you have this bubble of grace around you. I don't know. How, how, however you want to imagine that in your life. Maybe you want to imagine it as God just giving you a big hug all the time. However you imagine being encompassed and enveloped by God's grace. And even in the midst of all of that, even every single day of my life that I have that way of looking at who I am as a child of God, God still, every once in a while, amazes and astounds me. I had the privilege and the honor this week to preside at the memorial of Reverend Les Nimi. And as we met in my office earlier this week to plan the memorial, Marsha, Les's wife, she requested John 1, 1 through 16 be the passage for the memorial. And she said, that's it. You can hear, for those of you who know Marcia, you can hear her saying it. That's it. I believe her words were something like this. Simple yet profound. She says, those words say it all. They speak the gospel. And that's what we need to hear. 
In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not, and it will not, overtake it. From the fullness of his grace we have all received grace upon grace. Those words and the privilege to preside at Les's memorial, it was an amazing grace moment and an opportunity to reflect again upon grace, God's grace upon grace on our lives. The people were amazed at his teaching because he taught as one who had authority. All we really need to do is look at the first chapter of the Gospel of John to realize and to hear by whose authority Jesus came and by whose authority Jesus spoke. He came and he spoke uh, by his own authority. And as we encounter and as we sojourn with Jesus again this week, here are some more words from Jesus. He is speaking to you on his own authority because this is God's word to you and to me that's speaking directly to us. May these words of Jesus be words that give you life in knowing Jesus. And may his words be a light upon your path and from the fullness of his grace. May you this week again receive grace upon grace. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Please join me now in the prayer the Lord has taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. And now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that you may abound in the hope of the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. Go in peace and tell what God has done. Thanks be to God. Hallelujah. <laughs>